Hello, and thank you for tuning into Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine and Elwood. If you are new here, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life as a mum of two. Sharing all the highs and all the lows, not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, experts in their fields, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Wherever you may be, thank you for listening and being part of today's conversation. Our cheeky wipes have been revived for our latest arrival. We love how great they are at getting little squishy bums nice and clean and knowing that we aren't adding piles of disposable wipes to landfill. Talking of squishy bums, as personal fans of cloth nappies, I am so happy that Cheeky Wipes have launched their own range and they are getting rave reviews. Their two-part system is more punami proof than all-in-one nappies, has better longevity and they are much easier to wash and dry. Their super absorbent bamboo nappies are great for overnight and guaranteed leak-free. Cheeky Wipes also have you covered with their postpartum bamboo-topped maternity pads. These are perfect for the early days of postpartum bleeding. They are less bulky than a disposable with no chemicals, just comfy bamboo cotton next to your delicate bits. Once postpartum bleeding has settled down, their cheeky period pants are a brilliant alternative for disposable pads. They feel like regular pants but have four or five layers of absorbency, including a leak-proof layer. A quick rinse or soak and a machine wash on 30 and they are ready to wear again. The team at Cheeky Wipes are all mums and their whole range is designed around making simple swaps without adding extra hassle. They have us all covered, so head to cheekywipes.com to view their brilliant range. Hello! Surprise! It's me! (laughs) How you all doing? I thought... I would come on and do another catch up because I received so many incredibly kind DMs saying, we love your catch ups. Please come back and do another catch up. Um, They're my favorite episodes. Um, Really like the guests, but prefer your episodes. Anyway, I thought, well, you know what? I didn't get an opportunity to catch up with you really, really, really well in the first episode. So I thought I'd come on again. So if you're holding out for the um, next episode, which is pregnancy, fitness in pregnancy with Holly from the Bump Plan, she's going to be on next week now. And then the week after that, you're going to have Siobhan Miller from the Positive Birth Company sharing all about hypnobirthing again. They are very swift episodes. Um, As I hope this one will be, I'm trying to keep them short so they're easy to listen to in amongst your very busy days because my days are obscenely busy and uh, I just don't have the time to listen to hour-long podcasts. But first of all, I have a favour to ask you. It's a huge favour. So... Because we've taken a break from the podcast, it's dropped off um, the kind of iTunes immediate list in the parenting category. Uh, This happens when you go on a break with a bit of a podcast. It's a bit like social media, the algorithm boots you off. It's similar, it seems to be, in podcasts, um, or as far as I'm aware. Also, I am doing this entire podcast by myself. I don't have any help promoting it or, you know, making headliners so you guys can see what's going on. All of the social media stuff, all of the artwork, everything that you see is done by me in amongst not having, you know, having my kids. They're not in nursery. 
sleeps being a real uh, pain in the bum again. Um, so it's it's quite it's actually quite hard work at the moment, but I love love doing it. Um, but I would just really really ask you a huge favour that if you are listening to this right now, and you have social media or you have some method of sharing it with friends, family, um, other mums, recommending it, tag me on Instagram if you are sharing. I would really, really appreciate it just to get the podcast out there again. All I've ever tried to do with this podcast is provide supportive information, factual information, and of course my experience and other uh, motherhood, fatherhood experiences, parenting experiences as I go along. Um, but yes, it is getting harder and harder to kind of swerve our journey, that's the word I'm looking for, or make our journey through um, through in the podcast world. So if you could, I would really appreciate it. Okay, on to the good stuff. That's my favour out the way. On to the good stuff. How have I been feeling this week? It's been a week. Um, we had Elwood's birthday last week, so I've got a one-year-old what on earth? I have a one-year-old. I have a one-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, almost four-year-old. What? Never did I look forward in my point in life and see this, I guess, um, as a moment. <laughs> I've really tried for the last while, ever since Amandine was born, really, to live in the present moment. Um, and I think I've been doing that too well, but I haven't really foreseen kind of where where my life's taken me. But anyway, um, Elwood's birthday was really lovely. But one thing I thought I would share is, I don't know about you, but I get overwhelmed really, really quickly these days. I don't know if it's a mixture of kind of post-COVID type things. I haven't had COVID, but um, I mean COVID as in the situation of COVID. Or I or just having two kids and learning how to juggle. I was listening to, I think it was Mixing Up Motherhood on uh, Instagram. And she was basically saying, you know, if we, we're all feeling like we're getting overwhelmed or we're, we're being, ang- we're, we're getting cross with our toddlers or our older children um, when we have a, new, a newborn or a, a young child. She said um, that we're just essentially learning how to juggle. This is us learning how to juggle and it's really very normal. And it was really nice to hear that because I do, I do get quite short with Amaldine quickly, or I feel myself getting short with Amaldine. And it's because, and again, this is what mixing up motherhood said again. Um, it's because when we have a newborn, everything's got to be done relatively quickly. You know, if they're crying their eyes out, we've got to figure out really quickly (laughs) or as quick as we can, what is causing the problem? Is it a wet nappy, which has got to be changed really quickly? Is it a milk thing? Do they need to be fed? Do we need to heat bottles? Do we need to get our boob out? Do we need to pump? You know, there's a lot going on. Um, So we kind of bring our toddlers along for the ride in this whirlwind of super speedy need to do everything. And I find myself really stuck in that place. I was, we went to our local farm shop this morning um, because I wanted to get the kids out of the house. I'm trying to encourage Elwood to sleep in his car seat, which seems to be, he's got that down like an absolute boss. He, he, he's got that one sorted. Um, and I was whizzing around the farm shop thinking, what am I doing? I actually don't need to be here. I have no agenda. I just got the kids. I wanted, I wanted to drive 15 to 20 minutes away from home so Elwood could have a bit of a nap and he could doze off. And why am I rushing? 
round the shop and why am I rushing Amandine round the shop? Her favourite thing to do is kind of do a bit of hopscotch on the um, tiles in the farm shop and it takes an age to get anywhere. But I just found myself thinking, why am I not just letting her do that and embracing childhood and just, we've got nowhere to be. Anyway, I realised far too short and far too late even. And it was kind of time to go and I felt like I'd rushed the whole morning and then I came home and I was consumed with mum guilt that she'd had a really horrible morning and it had been boring for her and we did have a hot chocolate and we had a bit of a brownie. So it can't have been that bad of a morning, but I did feel a bit, oh God. Um, Anyway, so if anyone else is feeling like that, I want you to know that you're not alone because I most definitely am. Um... And I was also talking to my uh, therapist, back to the birthday point, um, I was talking to my therapist about this, that, so we didn't do, we didn't really do a party as such, I didn't tell anybody that we were doing a party, in fact, we had two friends over with their kids, it was really more for Amandine than Elwood, in fact, it really was more for Amandine than Elwood, it was um, Amandine's closest friend and uh, Hendrik and I's uh, friends and um, their children, who's also Amandine's friend. And it was really lovely. And I didn't tell them it was a party as such. And we, (laughs) but in my head, I was making it a party, which was just ridiculous. So I made cupcakes, and then I made this massive cake. And then I tried to make an effort with the table, but I didn't want to spend any money. And also it wasn't a party. And I just said to the others that don't worry, I'll do some sandwiches and stuff for the kids. Anyway, I did do that. And the night before we went out to try and get some helium balloons, I couldn't find any helium balloons. So I then panicked. I was like, he's got to have balloons. Um, So then the morning of his party, I ran to go and get some balloons. The place where I went didn't have any helium. Really trying not to swear here. Didn't have any helium. Um, So then I frantically Googled and found this other place and they were unbelievable. They were brilliant. They were so helpful. I ended... Although, I, they were helpful. This is my fault, not theirs. I ended up spending like £38 on helium balloons because I panicked. I was like, have you got any animal balloons? He was like, yes, here we go, we've got five. And instead of picking one, because Elwood's one, or picking two, because there's Amandine and Elwood, I was like, yes, I'll take them all. <laughs> what on earth am I thinking? I mean, thankfully, they're still up and full of helium-ish downstairs in the kitchen, so we're having a whole week of enjoying the balloons. But I mean, come on, £38 on balloons? What was I thinking? (laughs) It's not like we're flush with cash right now. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, and I said to my therapist, I was like, why can't I just relax into the preparation for these days? Why do I have to get overwhelmed so quickly and just so overwrought with stress? when it's not a stressful event, it's an enjoyable event. Why? Anyway, I'm not sure I actually got an answer to tell you, (laughs) but I did share that with her. So I'm sharing it with you too, because I'm sure, I'm sure I'm not alone. 
So that's how I've been doing. Elwood did have a great birthday. It was very chilled. We had that little bit in the morning for just an hour or two. And then in the afternoon, my mum and my sister came over, which was lovely. So he he was celebrated. He got some lovely bits. I know I'll get loads of questions about what did he get. My mum got him the uh, Winnie the Pooh book set and some cuddly toys. So Winnie the Pooh cuddly toy, Tigger and Piglet, which was really cute because she thought when we read the books, we can um, kind of cuddle up with the teddies at the same time. So that was a really sweet first birthday present I thought. Uh, my sister got him um, a very dog themed birthday present because they've just got a dog and he loves a dog. It was doggy dungarees, a doggy book and a doggy soft toys. Quite cute. Um, Hendrik got him a ride on car which he loves. Oh my gosh he loves. It's just from Smythe Smiths however you say it toys and it's some I think it's a Lamborghini about, about 35 pounds I think it was but Whatever it was, the car, (laughs) the fact it's a Lamborghini is completely irrelevant. It's the fact that it's really low down to the ground and it has a steering wheel and there's a horn and there's um, an engine like starts up and it sounds just like Amandine's car in France. So he loves it and he loves pressing the horn and he can use it with his feet and he can steer. The steering's really easy. Um, He hasn't learned to steer yet, but he can steer. So that was the reason why he got that. I, however, got him a helmet. (laughs) (laughs) which I feel like is a typical mum present because, um, I was just, he bangs his head so many times every day. He tried, you know, even when he's going on the car, I haven't actually yet put it on him, but he tried to ride Amandine's bike the other day, not the one with pedals, but the balance bike. And he can, he can do it. Um, if you're holding onto him, he sits on it, his legs can reach, he can do it. Um, but I was like, you're not going on there without a helmet because if you try and scoot off, I won't be able to catch you and then you'll fall off and hit your head really badly. Um, so yeah, I got him a bike helmet. What else did he get for his birthday? Oh, he got a brilliant gift from one of our friends. Um, it's one of those, it was a Melissa and Doug one and it's got kind of these wooden pegs that pop out and there's a hammer and you hit down one and it pops out the other side, um, peg toy. And then he got a great book of my first words, which is this huge kind of A4 size book. And he loves that. It's really bright colors, really engaging flaps, lots, lots of things to be doing in the book. Great book, really um, impressed. I'll try and show you on social media. Um, Um, when the podcast goes out and um, some brilliant coloring crayons from I think they're from Dejeco or however you say it uh, DJECO I think it's called but they're they kind of shaped a bit like a flower but they're really easy to hold on to for kids they're like um yeah they're like a a kind of flower I'll I'll try and show you (laughs) but they're like coloring crayons and yeah I think he'll he'll really love those because he likes to watch Amandine color in and I haven't done any of that with him I haven't done any messy play um I feel like him trying to feed himself is messy play enough at the moment for me. Um, And the fact that I get overwhelmed really quickly because the minute I see mess, I go into a slight panic. Um, Loads of questions about uh, bike riding, Amandine's bike riding. I'm going to do a post on this because I did initially put the question box out um, for Amandine's bike riding for an Instagram post. And I will do it, but I thought I might just quickly discuss it on here. Loads of you are asking... How did she go from balance bike to pedals without any stabilizers? And she has. We've never introduced stabilizers. That was always our plan to not do stabilizers, um, to fully invest in the whole balance bike transition. Um, and I have to say, most of this has been down to Hendrik, really. He did all of the research, and that's why we went with um, 
oh gosh, I, I never know how to say it, but womb, womb bikes, <laughs> W-O-O-M, womb bikes, um, in the first place, because they're super light, super easy, uh, good for smaller size children, um, which Amaldine of course is, um, and yeah, so essentially she was doing really great on her balance bike, um, she got her balance bike when she was two, and she got her pedal bike, which is the womb two, when she was well, at Christmas. Um, so she was just three. And by, what, February she was riding the bike? Um, so she picked it up really quickly. Now, main question was, how did you teach her to pedal? So again, I'll share this on Instagram. But essentially, Hendrik built with a few wooden blocks a stand where he balanced the bike on top of it. He held it, but it just lifted the wheels off the floor. And Amandine would sit on it and pedal and learn to pedal that way. Once she got the pedaling going, um, he then took it off the block and we went outside and away she went. It was as simple as that. And actually, when we went down the road next to our house and she pedaled away from us, we couldn't believe our eyes. <laughs> we literally couldn't believe our eyes. Because we just didn't expect her to do it that quickly at all. Um, so it was, it's been a really simple transition. And then we've done, we did a family bike ride in France because it's, it's all, all, all completely flat in France. It's harder to do that over here. We have we have a place called Halden Hill or Halden Forest. And it's pretty good, but it's, it's not flat. So we do end up um, having to push her. Hendrik's really good at uh, being on his bike and pushing her at the same time. Um, or I ran alongside her with the buggy uh, and pushed her a little bit going up the hills. She's got such skinny mini legs, that girl. <laughs> um, we're trying to build up uh, walking and cycling. So she actually has some power to go up some hills. But that was essentially how we did it. And no stabilizers needed. And off she went. And now she's just building more and more confidence. She's taken a couple of tumbles, but she's always got straight back on, which I think is key. Definitely key. Um but other than that, it's been, that that was it. That's simply it. So I will share that on Instagram as well in a post with some pictures so you can visually see what I'm talking about um, over the next uh, week or so. Um, Elwood's jabs, that's also happened this week. <laughs> he turned one and I wanted to get it booked in because I got a text saying that his health check would be very much delayed. And I don't know if you remember, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, his baby jabs were really, really delayed. Um, and he ended up being quite significantly behind the jab schedule, I guess, the injection schedule um, or vaccination schedule, I guess I should call it. So I wanted to make sure that these ones were done. Um, but he's he's actually been fairly under the weather since his birthday or, or a bit before, actually. Um, and I just, Amaldine had her one year jabs when she was under the weather. And I remember her being really poorly with it and took ages to recover. So I actually called up the surgery and said, look, I don't want to cancel the injections, the, the vaccinations, but I would like to just do two and then we'll come back and we'll do the other two. And the receptionist was kind of, you know, I got the response I expected, which was, sorry, we don't do that. And I said, well, look, then I'll cancel the vaccinations. And she said, well, if he doesn't have a fever, you don't need to do that. And I said, look, I know my child. I'm just not going to do it whilst he's poorly. So she said, well, come in and talk to the nurse. So I did. And the nurse was lovely. She said, look, I have to respect your wishes. If you want to do two, you do two. So we ended up doing the two that he hasn't yet had. Um, and then new, I think it's the MMR and meningitis C, I think. I think that's right. 
um, and there's something else, hip diphtheria, hip something else in that meningitis C vaccination. So he did those, and he was a boss. He was amazing. Don't know why I keep calling my son a boss. That's awful, but um, he was brilliant. He was really great. He cried for about 30 seconds. It was one in each thigh, which was far better than four, um, two in each thigh. So he had one in each thigh and he cried for about 30 seconds and then he was fine. And ever since he's been fine, I think, but his sleep's been rubbish. So that could be the vaccinations. It could be, could be anything, literally anything with Elwood. <laughs> it could be teeth, could be anything. Um, I made sure his legs were really warm and also, luckily it was a sunny-ish day, but I put him in shorts because last time I found that actually he got so upset with the injections, there was no way I could get his trousers back on after his injection. So I thought if I just put him in shorts, I don't have to worry about trousers. Um, and then Hendrik and I were going to do the hot cold thing um, and just make sure his thighs were nice and warm and relaxed by having a warm compress on them and then put some cold on afterwards. But I didn't do it with Elwood this time because he only had two and he was totally fine. Didn't even give him cowpole. Um, so we're going to have the other two in about four weeks time. Um, when they can fit us in for those ones. Lots of you asking how many teeth Elwood has. <laughs> he has eight teeth four at the top four at the bottom and he has already been to the dentist um i took both of the children to the dentist amandine has been asked to stop sucking her thumb for the a gazillionth time um he said it the dentist said it doesn't really matter until you know they're coming to the end of their baby teeth but i just don't want to wait that long because every time we're out at a playground or whatever that thumb works its way into the mouth and then she gets poorly somehow and I just want her to stop putting her hands in her mouth it grosses me out I can't even have her hands or Elwood's hands touch my face when they've been out and about in playgrounds and stuff I find it so disgusting um <laughs> it's not very motherly of me is it but I do I find it really gross um so I would just like her to stop putting them in her mouth but Elwood's teeth are great. He had a, um, when we got back from, when did we get back? Was it my mum's house? I think it was my mum's house. I don't think it was France. Anyway, we were unpacking the house, with the car and I turned my back for two seconds, as you do with two children. It's unrealistic to think that you don't turn your back for two seconds. And Elwood stacked it and he fell on the floor and he bit his bottom lip really quite badly amazed how fast it healed but really quite badly there was blood everywhere and I was very concerned for his teeth naturally anyway we went to the dentist a couple of days later not because of this it was already in the diary and I just said can you just check his teeth because if they're a bit wobbly he did take a big smash to the face and he did actually say look you know if, if they do take smashes to the face it's not too big of a deal we won't do anything anyway because it's their baby teeth um and similar to you know their entire bodies actually if the teeth become a bit wobbly after a smack to the face they will then firm up again which I thought was amazing sorry Hendrik just came in to tell me that um the roof is here we've lost a tile on our roof and the tile is above Amandine's bedroom so he may well start banging and wake up Amandine from her nap which would not be ideal because I am doing this right now anyway let's move on to Elwood's sleep <laughs> joy of joy topics he did really well we went to go and spend a um, the day after Elwood's birthday we went to spend the night at my mum's and he woke up once and I'm sure it was because we were outside all day we did so much 
um, outside stuff and we were on the water and I took Amandine on the paddleboard and Elwood was on the beach and putting loads of sand in his mouth again and just walking non-stop um, holding our hands of course anyway he's, he woke up once the whole night but since we've got back it has not been like that and like I say, it could be the jabs, could be the, the teeth, could be anything. Um, but yeah, it's not been great, unfortunately. He, um, every every night though, I keep thinking, um, oh, do I stop feeding him to sleep? Do I try, do I do a dream feed? Do I change things up? Or do I just stick with what I'm doing? See if it goes back to him waking up once a night and just go from there. I just don't know. I'm really in two minds about it. But the good thing is, is that he is taking naps in his cot, which is great. In fact, yesterday he didn't, and the nap was horrific. He napped for about 40 minutes in the buggy, and it was a disaster. Um, but he is now, like right now, he's down in his cot, um, and hopefully will be for a good couple of hours. So that is a huge, huge change and bonus. But yep, yeah, I'm still feeding him to sleep, and when I go in, in the night, I still feed him. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't blame him, really. Every time he wakes up, he expects boob because I've been giving him boob, but I don't want to do anything different. So I'm just, you know, there's a very obvious change I could make here. <laughs> a very obvious change. But I don't want to. Um, mainly because it's easy. We've got into a bit of a routine and a rhythm. Ugh, but, you know, it's tiring. I'm not going to lie, it's tiring. Last night, for instance, put him down quite early, 6.30, because the nap was so appalling in his buggy. Um, he then woke up at, uh, what would it have been, 9.30, in a bit of a state. I think he had really bad wind. Um, it might be my fault as well, because I was, I've been eating a little bit more chocolate than I normally do recently, and I think that gives him a bit of an upset tummy. Not upset tummy, a bit windy. He has he has a perfectly fine tummy, actually, in his nappies, but I think it makes him a bit more windy. Or did also give him lentil chilli for dinner. Um, could have been that too, because he had kidney beans in, lentils in, uh, all sorts of herbs and spices. It could have been that too. But <laughs> I think it's probably the chocolate. Anyway, finally got him back down by about 11 then um, he woke up again at 1.30, stirred, I didn't go in, and then Amandine woke up at 3 because she didn't feel particularly brilliant, and then um, Elwood woke up again at 5 and wanted to start the day. <laughs> so yes, a year of pretty much zero sleep is definitely starting to take its toll on me, on my relationship with Hendrik for sure. Um, and probably my relationship with the kids because I'm just not really the version of myself that I necessarily want to be right now, which is quite something to admit, I think. But I um, sleep does that to you, I think. Sleep de deprivation does that to you. And every morning I wake up thinking, I can be better today. I can definitely do better. I can be better and do better. But um, it always t tends to be the same um, scenario at the end of the day, me going to bed thinking, I did not do better today. Nope. Try again tomorrow. <laughs> and then off I go to sleep. Anyway, um, what else is happening? So yeah, I've been trying to get Elwood, uh, to go to sleep 
in his car seat because we have an up and coming, an upcoming even, journey, long journey to France soon, (laughs) very soon, um, where we'll be driving. And the last time we went, which was during the kind of no podcast um, few months, I think it scarred me and I'm really not looking forward to it because Elwood pretty much cried. He cried more than he slept, essentially, and it's a long damn way to be crying that much. Um, So we go from Portsmouth to St. Marlow because it is closer on the St. Marlow side um, to drive down to Hendrick's parents. So it's it took us last time three hours to get to Portsmouth. It should not take us that long. Normally it's about two hours and 20 minutes. But that extra 40 minutes where we shouldn't be having the extra 40 minutes was hardcore. And Elwood basically cried the entire three hours. We stopped a few times. Um, it wasn't hysteric crying. It was just, I'm really peeved. I don't want to be doing this mummy crying. Um, and that was definitely one of the reasons of getting a new car seat, which I'll come to. But he was just no, not happy. And then we stayed the night on the ferry, of course. And then, uh, unfortunately... It doesn't particularly work well for Elwood when we get off the ferry because we get woken up really a little too early, I think, on the ferry. Um, we eat our breakfast, have everything sorted, get off the ferry. Now, by the time we're off the ferry, Elwood's ready to go back to sleep again. But we sit in passport control, basically, in the car. And Elwood needs the car moving to go to sleep. So that doesn't then start us off to a good start. But I'm hoping this time around, because we are, what, eight, nine weeks on, eight weeks on since we last went? Um, Or a bit longer than that, actually. And I'm hoping that the time between waking up and naps is, of course, longer. So hopefully we'll be out of passport control before he feels the need to go to sleep. But he's he finds it tricky, as I think anyone would, he finds it tricky to sit in the car, be awake, be playing, and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, nap time, see ya, go to sleep, close your eyes. <laughs> um, and he can't do that, of course. So we either have to stop like an hour into the journey, which isn't ideal, so he can have some milk and the milk can calm him. So what I've decided to do this time is to take my pump with me and a couple of bottles or sippy cups, whatever, and I will pump him some milk, um, and then I will give it to him in the car seat. So he will still have the milk. That's provided he's going to take a bottle, but he takes a sippy cup, so worst case. I think bottle is sometimes a bit more relaxing because it's a bit more boob-esque but, um, for them to suck on. But worst case, he can put it in the sippy cup um, and have it from the sippy cup. Um, and fingers crossed that will encourage him to calm and to then go to sleep when he's already been in the car a little. So I might as well also tell you what else I'm taking for the kids in the car, because I think quite a few of us are driving now, it seems, um, with children rather than flying. Um, It certainly seems a lot less crazy driving um, and a lot less hectic, because you obviously don't have to squeeze everything you need for however however many weeks into one suitcase or take the car seat, drive to the airport, get on the plane, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, um, what else are we taking? I'm taking um, in the car specifically for the children for the car journey. I'm going to take Amandine's Yoto, which I still, by the way, have a discount code for. Um, I will put it up 
on my Instagram, but I think it's there already, maybe in one of the little discs, but I will make it more obvious. Um, I'm taking that. I always get them a couple of new toys to play with, uh, so it's new for them. Um, and the car journey, Almondine loves Frozen, Frozen magazines, anything like that, so I, I just pop to Sainsbury's and get her a couple of goodies. Uh, Elwood, I've bought Elwood one of those uh, VTech, um, it was actually discounted in Sainsbury's, which is why I bought it, um, but it is uh, one of those books that you turn the page and it's a, a big heap of plastic, but you turn the page and it makes a noise. So he can kind of flick the pages backwards and forwards and then there's nursery rhymes um, singing. If I was more organised, I would have gone onto Facebook Marketplace and just bought a toy bundle, but I am not that organised. Um, and then for Amandine, I'm trying to decide what to get her, but yeah, last time I got her a couple of magazines, I got her a Polly Pocket uh, and some of her favourite snacks. That was pretty much what I did. Oh, I found these amazing snack bowls today at the farm shop. They seemed a touch expensive to me, so I didn't buy them. But um, the the concept was great, especially for travelling in cars. They're, they're these plastic or, or kind of silicone tubs, and then they have this um, lid on the top, which I don't think you can detach, but it basically stops anything from falling out. Kids can get their hand in, but if you if the snacks were big enough and you turned it upside down, they wouldn't all then fall out again. It was brilliant. It was great. I'll try and find the name. But I think the snack pots were like £13.50 or something. And I just thought, ooh, if I buy two, which I'll have to, um, that's that's quite a lot of money <laughs> when they can just take it out of the uh, the crisp bag packet. Or the, um, you know, Amandine has those Ella's Kitchen sweet corn pea puff things that she loves and they always go everywhere. And that's what I was thinking that would be for. But... I thought that was a little bit extravagant. Anyway, um, they'd be really good though. I also got um, a uh, kind of, um, what's it called? Like a boot organiser, but to go in the middle. Um, so I put a I put an old cardboard box in there last time, but everything got really jumbled up. But this is a car organiser where I thought one side could be snacks, they can have their water bottles in there, then they can have um, their games. I also put, put those uh, water colouring books in. I think they're Melissa and Doug ones where you fill up the little containers and then you just colour in and it's water that goes onto the page and makes the page change colour. They're really handy for driving because obviously the water doesn't go everywhere and you don't need paints. Um, so I'm going to go on to Elwood's car seat because I said I would review it on here. Now, very, very kindly, as I'm sure you guys know anyway, um, we've worked with Cybex in the past with Amandine's car seat and with Elwood's infant car seat and they've very kindly given us Elwood's next car seat. Um, and we love it, of course. It's exactly the same as Amandine's car seat. So Amandine has the Serona S I-size, um, which actually goes from birth to, I think it's 104 centimetres or about four years old, as does Elwood's uh, next one. But the main difference with Elwood's is um, it's now a modular system. So there's a base... Um, with uh, Elwood's infant car seat, there's a base called base Z, and the infant car seat sits on that isofix base. And then when you're done with the infant car seat, or maybe you have a toddler and you need a slightly bigger car seat them to be interchangeable, they have made the Serona Z eye size fits onto the base Z as well. So that's what we now have for Elwood. We have the Serona Z eye size, which fits onto the base that we've had for Elwood's um, 
infant car seat. So the infant car seat is now in the loft and Elwood has exactly the same car seat, but it's just slightly different in that it fits on the interchangeable modular base. Um, so it's one base, two car seats. And it's really, really handy. It's the fastest car seat change I think I have ever done because I didn't have to change the flipping base. Um, and I love the base because the base has green... Um, indicators green or red indicators so if you haven't fixed it properly you can see because one of them is red automatically and also if you haven't fixed it properly especially the uh, I think it's the down leg um, it beeps at you which is also really great because sometimes that down leg um, or I will have shifted something in the bottom of the car and the down leg uh, will have moved and I'll know that I need to put that back correctly before we head off again um but I will run you through the car seat because I know it's it's important that I get this right for you because if you're listening and you want a new car seat and you're in the market for a new car seat your little ones have, have, have got a little bit bigger you're going to want to know factually what this car seat provides you with and then I'll tell you what my favorite features are because um I absolutely adore these car seats and uh would find it very difficult to stray away from Cybex now because they're they're so fantastic so this is um a review essentially of the Serona Z i-size um, car seat, which is part of the modular Cybex system. So first of all, it rotates 360, which is brilliant. Um, so it's rear facing and forward facing. So even though Cybex recommend that your child is rear facing up to 105 centimeters, approximately four years old, you can forward face it. Amandine is now forward facing in her Cybex um, car seat. I think we reached a point where she just wanted to go forward and um, we felt that this was our very much our decision to make. There are plenty, plenty of people who don't make the decision to turn their children forward, but um, Amandine was starting to get car sick. She actually was car sick a couple of times. So we um, we decided to turn her round. Um, so you do have that option to forward face them, which is great. Obviously, rear facing reduces the risk of injury more than 80%. So it really is um, a huge difference. It has integrated linear side impact protection, which increases the safety in event of a side impact collision. It reduces the force of the side impact in combination with the energy absorbing shell by approximately 25%. It has a one hand recline and rotate feature. Um, it has five reclining rear positions and three reclining forward positions. And you really can rotate it with one hand. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's height adjustable headrest for 12 positions, which will definitely need for Elwood. So it does grow with your child. It has energy reduction technology in the forward facing way. So it reduces forces on the neck of your child in a, a front crash by more than 20% compared to other five-point harness systems. It's Isofix, of course, so it plugs straight into the car. Um, it's modular, like I've uh, I've um, mentioned already. And then it's got a really snazzy, snazzy feature, uh, which is magnetic belt holders. But actually, it's surprising how much of a huge difference they make. So the belt uh, clips, the little, little uh, metal bits that go into the clip of the five-part Part harness system. Um, if you push them up to the side on the car seat, they stay there. So when you put your child in, you don't have to go fishing around behind them for the car seat straps. Amandine's doesn't have that. It has like little loops that you put in, which I barely ever use because they, um, I, I just don't bother. But with the magnets, it's so much easier just to, they just get clipped on and it's easy. So the main functions that really, really stand out for me are the one hand rotating system. 
with Elwood being so heavy and so tall, um, I really struggled to put him into any other car seat. Um, in fact, I haven't tried actually putting him in any other car seat. But if I forget to rotate the system or if I forgot to rotate his infant car seat and I was trying to twist and put him in, it was really uncomfortable and I would very quickly rotate the system back again. So that is so key for me because I can just put him straight in and then I buckle him down and then I rotate him so he's rear facing. So um, that's huge for me. And also the integrated linear side impact protection. I don't know why, but I just feel more anxious about the children in the back of the car and I'm in the front of the car and I'm just so much more aware about side impacts um, and, you know, not being able to protect them from a side impact. So having that, um, it helps, you know, nothing's ever going to completely ease anxiety as a mother for uh, road accidents, etc. But it really does help. And of course, um, the fact that it is Isofix, um, I just wouldn't not have an Isofix car seat anymore. We actually had um, a couple. We didn't take Elwood's car seat with us when we went to Lanzarote and we had a couple that weren't Isofix and they just strapped in. Oh my, <laughs> they were... I know there were rented car seats, but it made me realise what a huge difference in um, the feeling of being secure in the car an Isofix car, uh, an Isofix car seat makes. Um, and the size of it, the fact that it'll take him, you know, he's big already, um, but the fact that it will take him up to 105 centimetres, not so much the age four thing, because I think he's going to probably be 105 centimetres before he's four years of age, um, but it's going to take him up for a big chunk of his um, car seat time. And the fact that they're both the same, they're sitting in the same car seat. So uh, there can be no arguments about, oh, Elwood's got a nicer car seat than me or whatever. They're exactly the same. So that's also a bonus as a mother that I a bonus. So if you are looking for a new car seat, I'd highly, highly recommend. Um, you guys know I love Cybex anyway, but yeah, I would highly, highly recommend it. And Elwood seems to really love it. Um, he has fallen asleep in it pretty much every single journey that we've done. And considering that I really need him to take his naps when we drive to France, this is a good thing. <laughs> this is a very, very good thing. So if you want to check out more about the car seat and you can visually see what I'm talking about, the best thing to do is to go to Cybex online um, and have a look at the Serona Z eye size. I'll put the link in the show notes um, in the podcast episode so you can see. So before this podcast goes ridiculously long, because it's long already, so much to catch up on, you see, um, I will end it there and I will catch up with you next week when I share the conversation that Holly and I had about fitness in pregnancy. It's really, really interesting if you're navigating your journey through pregnancy and you're just wondering what you can do, what you can't do, what you really shouldn't be doing, and also what you really should be doing to build your strength. Um, for birth and for that fourth trimester and carrying your beautiful little babe around and of course a level of self-care i hope you have a wonderful week and see you next week if you haven't yet um please do have a think about what i said at the beginning of the podcast rate and review share it um as much as you can all right, thanks for catching up with me and keep an eye on Instagram. I will try and put as many of the bits that I have spoken about um, up 
on Instagram over the next week. Lots of love. Bye.